but I'm excited. How many of you guys have had a good, have had a good week? Yeah. Yeah. Get enough turkey? Yeah. Pastor Alyssa told me I spent way too much money on the turkey and got way too, yeah. You need to offer it. That'd be good. Yeah. All right. If you guys want to come forward, we'll pray and we'll get ready to take our tithes and offerings this morning. Father, we just thank you for this time. We can just give back to you a moment of what you've given to us, that you've entrusted us to care for those around us, but Father, to take care of the church as well. So Father, we just take and we give back to you the portion that you're due. We pray that you bless it and use it for your glory, Father. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. For Thanksgiving. Look at family, right? How many of those were your plans different than normal? Right? Okay. Isn't it amazing how much travel people do and stuff? Things were different this year, wasn't it? We know the pandemic has dampened our normal activities from what we normally see, and we've adjusted to a new normal, right? I'm still not normal, but we've adjusted to a new normal. And how many of you guys are tired of just being plain cooped up? Uh huh. Right? We're tired of waiting. This year's been a lesson in waiting. Kids, do you like waiting? Kids are now counting down to Christmas. Thanksgiving's gone. It's like, okay, count down to Christmas. Okay? We've been making provisions all year and stocking up on different things. But we've been also canceling canceling traditions as well, right? Changing plans, right? How many of you guys have heard that people feel like they're missing out? Right? Missing out on doing all the normal activities. We can't go do this. We can't do that. But I wrote down this morning, have we really missed out? Right? Doesn't the slower pace actually feel better? You've taken advantage of it. Doesn't the slower pace feel a little bit better? Right? Getting back in the rhythm. Doesn't the quiet feel refreshing? I wrote down this morning just on my tidbits before I came up that isn't this the time before Thanksgiving? And Christmas is a great time to reflect on the blessing as we wait for the promise. Yes. Right? Because we rush right through it, but it's a great time to transition of we just give thanks for everything he's done. We just wait for the promise. Right? It's like we wait. We constantly wait for things to go back to normal, for kids to go back to in-person school, and for things to just quiet down. I'm ready for normal at work. It's crazy. It's like you go from COVID to holidays back to COVID, and it's just nuts. But this morning, we're going to talk about the promise, the wait, the hope, and then the promise fulfilled. Right? Isaiah 7.14 is our promise. Promise for Christmas. Mm-hmm. 
very familiar passage for this time of year. Isaiah 7.14 says, Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and you shall call his name Emmanuel. Which means God with us. God with us. Isn't that a promise this year? How many of you guys can just say God with us? God with us. Right? whole year he's been with us. Our promise in theirs came in Isaiah with a prophecy of a Savior to come. Born of a virgin, he has set his people free. How many of you guys know promises are, are given? But they don't always come fulfilled right away, do they? Right? They received the promise that a Savior was to come. Happened days later? No. Weeks? No. Months passed. Years passed. Right? 400 years, right? Isn't that crazy? We guys get tired of waiting. Hello, you get tired of waiting 400 years? You can open this 400 years from now, I promise. You give up and lose hope, won't you? Drive you insane. They received the promise and then they waited in anticipation for it to be filled. Many hoped, many waited, anticipated, and never seen it come to pass. Think about that. How many people waited, anticipated, waiting for the Savior to come? And then it passed without that coming. The promise of hope in the dark was passed on for generations and generations, waiting for that prophecy to be filled. So, we're going to practice waiting. How many of you guys like to wait? I'm going to practice waiting. Pastor Alyssa says I need to slow down anyway, so we need to practice waiting. So I'm going to set a timer on my phone. I'm not going to tell you how long, but we'll just see how long you guys can hold out. <laughs> We're just going to set a timer. I don't know how many seconds or minutes or... Maybe I can set a timer for an hour and just stand here for an hour. Can you guys wait an hour? So I'm going to set a timer. We'll just see how long we can wait. You waiting good? This is fun to do with kids. don't know how long you're going to wait? Wait, Is that just brutal? To have to wait and not know how long you have to wait? Right? Kids? You can have that later, but just wait. Right? So does it make any difference? That was 39 seconds. So, but does it change? If I tell you I'm going to set a timer for 15 seconds... Now we gotta wait. Right? How many guys was easier to wait that time? 
Trust me, when we get done with our Christmas program, you're going to hear the full argue with Siri. The girls are doing a great job on their parts. We got Siri. So that's going to be fun. Okay? But waiting. It's hard. It's even harder when we don't know how long we've got to wait. And we hope and we wait. Did some research this morning. I don't know how trustworthy these are, but some tentative facts, they said. According to a different couple websites I found this morning that you're going to spend six months of your life waiting in line. Over your lifetime, you're going to wait six months. How fun is that? There went six months of my life. (laughs) Right? The average wait time at a doctor is 32 minutes, according to this study. It said you'll feel, okay, and now take those two times I make you guys wait. Did you feel less anxious the second time? Because you knew how long you're going to have to wait. So it says you'll feel less anxious if waiting, about waiting, if there are multiple, uh, if you know the time. Or how many of you guys have stood in line at the grocery store at uh, Walmart? Do you feel less anxious if there's more lines open? Compared to if you walk up there and there's two lines and you're like, really? Or if you walk up there and there's lights all the way across and there's still wine and you don't feel so anxious, do you? So that was interesting. And I find that very interesting because I see that every day at work. That people, they, we may have two registers going and it's like I'm going back and forth to see my pace. It's like I don't get myself tied behind the register because I'm pacing making sure everybody's taken care of it. But I'm keeping an eye on registers. And if I'm down on this end and I see there's a cashier for that has two or three items and they're down here they have almost a full belt, I'll direct somebody to the two items and they'll still see those other lights on and they'll still walk past those two items and go see if the other light's full. And it's like, do you trust me? I'm going to get you here because you're going to be quicker than waiting for these 30 items. But it says 28 minutes is it um, average in security lines at the airport. I think it was a year, I don't remember this one exactly, how they put this one, but 13 hours a year on hold. How do you guys like being put on hold? You love that music, too. That's like torture chamber music. It's just like, da, 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 da. Or talking to a a program that doesn't have what you want on it. or... Or I find it interesting that, according to this website, they don't put it by minutes for a restaurant drive through They calculate it by seconds. Uh, oh, so another website said the average wait time at a restaurant drive through is 234.08 seconds. So basically, four minutes. Yeah. But it's kind of, I mean, we struggle to wait five minutes in a drive through right? Yeah. But then we spend a half an hour at home cooking our own meal. Yeah. But yet we're upset because five minutes, or it took six minutes instead of five minutes to get through the drive-thru. Okay? So you think I, you see, I think the trouble about waiting, not only this year, but any time we wait isn't so much about the wait, but the unknown of how long it's going to last. Okay? So this morning, I thought we were going to do it. I thought we were going to do Advent Candle. Maybe we're going to start that next week. Because according to my calculation, we were supposed to start this week. Which had me talking about the candle of hope. Right? Which brings us to hope this morning. Symbol of hope. Single candle. Right? 
I guess like that little flicker of a light, a little speck in the dark. I don't know what we need this year. A speck of light in the dark, a reminder of the hope we have in Jesus. A reminder of the way people long of, of long ago endured for the Messiah to come. A reminder of the hope that we need to see the prophecy of Isaiah to be fulfilled. Right? What is biblical hope, though? What does that candle of hope represent? It isn't wishful thinking, is it? No, no. Right? Kids all have their wish list. These guys are wish list from the kids already. Well, I got it six months ago, truthfully. But it isn't a, I hope I get a new toy for Christmas. Or I hope I get diamond earrings. It's not the husband wishing for the new gun or the new car. Right? That flickering flame on that candle represents the biblical hope. Christianity today simply says, hope in the Bible exists as a secure assurance. A trust placed in a trustworthy God. God has not failed us in the past, and therefore, if he claims he will do something in the future, we can have a hope that he will fulfill that claim. Right? Let me read that again. Christianity today said, hope in the Bible exists as a secure assurance. A trust placed in a trustworthy God. A God that has not failed us in the past. And therefore, if he claims he will do something in the future, we can have a hope that he will fulfill that claim. That's our biblical hope. That's the hope that we have in Jesus. So hope waits and it endures. It isn't the flimsy, merely wishful thinking. It withstands the fire of trials and anything life throws at us. We keep hoping, keep believing. It's that light at the end of the tunnel. Right? This Christmas, hope. Keep hoping, keep believing. This hope keeps us going forward. How many of you guys know when you lose hope, you don't step, you don't go forward much? That's right. You stop. When the promise isn't fulfilled or the end doesn't come, we find that hope fading. You start wondering if the fight is still worth fighting. Right? What does God do? Jesus offers that invitation. Matthew 11. with this hope but Jesus offers us an invitation this Christmas Matthew chapter 11 verse 28 another very familiar one come to me all who who labor and are heavy laden I will give you rest take my yoke upon you and learn from me for I am gentle and lowly in heart and you will find rest for your souls for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Right? Take on his burden. Don't carry it yourself. Come to who come who are weary. Come here tired. Right? I think a lot of us fall into that category this morning. We know people that are that way. We haven't felt it if we're not feeling it this morning, I think we've felt it this year. Haven't we? Come here, you're searching for rest for your souls. The weight of the burden this year is pressing in. What does Jesus simply do? He invites us to come. Right? Come to me. One of my most favorite Christmas songs. Mercy Me sings a song called Joseph's Lullaby. Anybody recognize that one? 
Okay? Then Larry simply say, Joseph, I wonder what he pondered that night. Go to sleep, my son. This manger for your bed. You have a long road before you. Rest your little head. Can you feel the weight of your glory? Do you understand the price? Or does the Father guard your heart for now so you can sleep tonight? Go to sleep, my son. Go and chase your dreams. This world can wait for one more moment. Go and sleep in peace. I believe the glory of heaven is lying in my arms tonight. But Lord, I ask that he, for just this moment, can simply be my child. Go to sleep, my son. Baby, close your eyes. Soon enough you'll save the day. But for now, dear child of mine, oh my Jesus, sleep tight. Right? You really relate to that? As I sat there and pondered it once again. Sat there and pondered that this morning. What if Jesus was saying that to us? What if we switched that role and we put it in there that if that was Jesus singing that over us? Go to sleep, my child. This manger for your bed. You have a long road before you. Rest your little head. Can you feel the weight? Do you understand the price? Let me guard your heart for now so you can sleep tonight. Go and chase your dreams. Go and sleep in peace. Right? I ask that for just this moment you simply be my child. Go to sleep, my son. Close your eyes. Soon enough, the day will come. Trust in me. Right? Well, you guys, I love the analogy of Christmas. Because I always think about the manger. Right? They didn't talk, get caught up in the busyness of the end. You know that place was hopping. Was it? Everybody was in town. But they talk about the stillness of the manger. And the stable. This morning, where's your hope? Do we need, do you need your hope restored? Are we ready for a manger moment? That's the title of my sermon this morning, is Manger Moment. That invitation is for you to come. Because as I've said before in sermons, it's a lot easier to go to the stable than it is the palace, isn't it? Right? Some of you guys would find it kind of intimidating to go to the king's throne. But to go out back behind the barn, behind the inn to the quiet of the stable, much more approachable. That invitation is to come. So I asked myself this morning, have we missed the invitation in the midst of the pandemic? Have we missed the opportunity for more intentional times with our families with everything else shut down? I pondered and asked that for that season we were doing online services. So did we miss out on growing our own personal faith in quiet times when we missed in-person services? And I asked, have we missed the blessings of health as our focus was on what we were missing out on? It's easy to do that, isn't it? Focusing on what we don't have? That's man-made. Or that's man. Let's start clear back in Genesis. They lost their focus on what they had and focused in on what they didn't have. So this morning, where's your hope? The invitation's open. Don't forget the blessing of our health as we, in the midst of everything else going on. Right? We all have a long road ahead. And I wasn't planning on sharing this, but I'm going to be vulnerable this morning. That this week has been a week for ourselves. Because many of you know, me and my mom have went kind of back and forth the last several years. We have our our highs and lows, but this week she was put in the hospital once again, and the nurse called me and they said that they were going to put her on hospice. 
because they don't know the time frame. They don't know the time frame, but her kidneys and her liver are both giving her issues. So she's once again to move to the nursing home. And so this Christmas, we just focus on God, put our hope in Him. But I see it in her. I think a long time ago, she lost that hope. She lost her eyes. She got her eyes off of what was going on. Put her eyes on what was going on instead of who is with her. Okay? So be vulnerable. Allow God to talk to you. Because you know what? We all have a long road ahead. We're all facing something this morning. Right? Every one of us are facing a journey of some sort. But this Christmas, this time between Christmas, or Thanksgiving and Christmas, will you just be his child? The promise was given. Right? We waited and we hoped, and the promise fulfilled at the manger. It was given clear back in Isaiah. And then the promises, so the promise was given. They waited, and then they hoped, and then the promise was fulfilled. He fulfills his promises. They're not what we want, always, but he fulfills his promise. What we need. So we begin Advent, of, uh, today we begin Advent, a season of reflection to prepare our hearts to receive Jesus. Major moments. So I ask you, will you come to the quiet of the manger and kneel before the Lord your God? Think about this. When you come to the manger and rest a while and just be his child. I encourage you to relight that candle of hope in your heart this morning. Okay? Christmas is a time of hope. You guys learn that as a kid. We all hope for something. Ask any kid in this room and they'll tell you what they're hoping for under that tree. Right? They have that hope. And they're sure it's going to come to pass. So come to the manger, rest a while, and just be his child. Take moments at the manger where you just sit. Right? Just sit and be awestruck. Awestruck by the Savior in the hay. You just take those manger moments. Think about that. You just walk into that barn. You smell the beauty of the moment. Amidst the stench of the barn. Right? What a beautiful moment. We can get wrapped up in the smell of the moment, or we get wrapped up in the beauty of the moment. It's our choice. Become mesmerized by the warm glow of the lantern hanging out on the beam above your head. <coughs> Soak in the quiet moment at the manger and allow the Father to guard your heart. Relish the quiet. Right? Relish that quiet in the manger or in the stable. Not how you're caught up in the bustle of the inn. So as we sit in quiet, your heart, mind, and soul, then allow your heart to become lost in the silent night. Because what do we say? Silent night, where all is calm and all is bright. Round young virgin, mother and child, and rest in heavenly peace. Right? We sing that so frequently, but we forget to do it, don't we? Calm and quiet night, they talk about. Where all is calm and all is bright. Just a moment. We've never sang a Christmas carol that tells the story of Jesus' birth, that talks about the hustle and bustle, do we? Always the simple moments. The quiet of the dark where the shepherds are startled by an angel, right? The magi coming and laying their gifts. It's in the quietness. So trust the promise, then wait in holy anticipation, rest in Him, and see your promise fulfilled. Okay? Don't forget to be thankful as you wait for the gift to come.
With that, I'm going to pray, and we're going to have Josh has one more song for us. We're just going to rest in that moment. But just take a moment to just rest. Okay? Father, we just thank you for these moments, this Christmas. And we just thank you for all that you've done this week, all that you're doing in us, through us, around us, and for us. We thank you for what you're doing. We just pray that in this time, before, as we come to Christmas, that we just are still in at your feet, where you're, you just are able to speak to us, speak over us, Father, and give us the peace that surpasses all understanding. We thank you and we love you. We pray that you just bless our pastor. And back there while they're gone, just bring them back safely and just bless our week as we go into Father. In your name we pray. Amen.